Aggies, what a day to be alive. This is episode 5 of the Aggie Sports Show. We talk Colorado State, Boise State, bowl projections, and a dominant men's basketball team. Remember to subscribe and Aggie up. What's up, Aggies? Yeah, Cole usually does that. He is out today. Um, he is unable to make the show, so I'm sorry. You're going to have to hear from me the whole time. We'll try to cut it a little bit shorter, um, but we did need to record. We had to make sure we recorded this week because we missed last week. Sorry about that. Um, that was following the San Jose State game. We felt like there really wasn't much to say, um, and we honestly didn't feel like there was going to be much to say prediction-wise about the Colorado State game, but we were proved wrong um, so sorry about that. Sorry we missed a week. We'll, we'll try to stay on top of that. It gets a little bit crazy this time of year um, in school. And so I'm now uh, just barely finished a calculus test, moving, moving right on. And um, we are done with school until after Thanksgiving. So that's really nice. Oh, and before I forget, happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Hope you um, enjoy the games that are coming this Saturday. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, but first, I wanted to just mention that this weekend, I guess we'll count Monday as a part of the weekend, this weekend of football, right? So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I think this was the best weekend of football games I have ever seen. And there was a, there was a two games. Obviously, Utah State game we're going to hit on, and the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Los Angeles Rams. That was the best game I have ever seen of football. And arguably, I mean, tweet at us if if you think differently, but I think that was the best game of football ever played. I, I have never seen a game. And the reason why, obviously, there are the big comebacks. There are the Giants versus the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Um, there are the Patriots coming back against the uh, Atlanta Falcons, but I don't even want to talk about that. Don't talk to me about the Patriots. Let's just let's forget about them. They're going to be a non-issue pretty soon um, once Tom Brady decides that he wants to retire. But anyway, um, that Kansas City Los Angeles Rams game. I mean, I was cheering for Kansas City the whole time. I'm a Seattle Seahawks guy, so I want the Rams to lose naturally. But that was fun both ways. I mean, just explosive offenses. It looked like, I mean, they were putting up Aggie stats. And that's, you know, it's a it's a good game when they're putting up Aggie stats. So that was incredibly fun. I mean, the whole time it was just going both ways. Um, and then obviously we had the Utah State game. And I mean, you guys, we live in, in just a great time. We honestly do. Now it's Thanksgiving. There are going to be three games on Thanksgiving Day instead of two like normal. So that's awesome. Um, and now we go into the rankings. So Utah State, um, after last week, is still sitting at 14th in the niche of the uh, AP poll and 15 in the coaches poll. They dropped down two spots, and you can imagine why. I mean, that Colorado State game should have been a blowout. Um, but, yeah, they dropped two spots. No effect in the playoff. They're still looking at, at um, I think it was 23. 21 or 23 I'm actually going to have to have to fact check that um, but there was so going to the to the Colorado State game um, that was 
the most upsetting, crazy, amazing game. Oh man, that was fun. You you want you want a fun game, and that is a fun game. I mean, the weather was bad. You looked how cold it was, um, but you know, and and it looked like if you're just watching that game, it it looked like a beatdown. If you're looking at the stats, so. Colorado State had the ball for 42 minutes. 42 minutes of offense. That's three quarters of the game that they just held the ball. They did an amazing job at milking the clock, at at not letting – I mean, they were forcing a lot of three and outs. Um, and, and our offense was still, I mean, pretty decent. We got 310 yards, but their their clock management was dangerous. And, and if Boise State decides to do the same thing – that's incredibly scary. Um, that uh, I, I mean, we we do score quickly, and we took advantage of explosive plays. We had uh, I I have my my player of the game is Aaron Wade. When they were right, I mean, they were down in the red zone, just about to score, and he does the pick six, 95 yards. That was amazing. John Charles Rockmore had an interception as well. David Woodward played phenomenally. He had 20 tackles, 20 tackles. Um, and Dominic Everly as well. You have to give the hats off to him. He was he was three for three on field goals, and those are key field goals, as you saw. The uh, man that came right down to the wire, and every every one of those points counted. He's been a really really solid kicker, and um, we're grateful to have him. But yeah, Colorado State showed up, and and they looked like, I mean, it was this was. I mentioned it before, but this is very similar to the Wyoming game. A team that should have never been able to hang with us just kind of just kind of destroys us. And and it felt like it was a beatdown the whole time. But there's one thing that's going on Twitter that I really don't like people are saying is that Colorado State deserved that game. No way. No way was that final call controversial. And for those that didn't watch, Colorado State got the ball with a few seconds left, and they were just able to do whatever they wanted. Um, they they marched down the field, and with eight seconds left, throw up really a Hail Mary to their, their number one receiver. He catches the ball, touchdown. Everybody thought the game was over. I mean, I when I saw that, that happen, me and my brother, like I saw tears in my little brother's eyes. He was getting so sad that, that they caught that ball. I mean, it was a storybook ending for them. Then everyone's just kind of waiting around. Colorado State obviously is freaking out. And um, you see Matt Wells, and he's just stone like a statue just waiting there, just sitting there. And, um, and, and you just see the, the ref comes on the field, and everyone's like, oh, gosh, it's going to be like another. Because there was a lot of defensive pass interference and defensive holding and things like that. That's what it felt like. And it was just going to be a penalty declined. And there goes the season, right, just shot. Um, and so I was, and at that moment, I was like calling Cole. It's like, man, that is the saddest way to end it. Do we even want to finish the podcast? Because we started it when things are going so happy, but we will finish. Win or lose, we will finish. Um, and obviously, so the ref, ref goes out there and he calls um, a penalty illegal touching. And I'm like, what in the world is illegal touching? They called an I, a couple of games ago, they called defensive delay of game, and I've never heard of that before. So I think they're just coming up with new rules. But um, it is a real rule. So their receiver that caught the ball, he was running along the sideline and by his own effort stepped out of bounds, 
came back in, was the first one to touch the ball. And so the, the penalty for, for that kind of an infraction is a loss of down, and it was the end of the game. They did not count the touchdown, and it was insane. I, I mean, I couldn't believe I, – I didn't even want to turn off the TV because I wanted the game to, like, completely end. Everyone to get off the field to leave the stadium because I felt like they were going to call it either way the rest of the time. It was really, really freaky. But it was not controversial. That that call was not controversial. There was a, actually, as a, as a part of this show, we were going to read the top tweets of the week um, because there, there we have some good some good tweeters out there. Um, a, a Sarah Sarah Hunt, um, she said, my favorite part of the ending of the USU football game was the um, sports announcers saying, and they they were so biased the entire time towards Colorado State, but they said, and I'll do it in their voice. <clears throat> I know the letter of the law says to call a penalty for him stepping out, but in this situation, do they have to? Yes, that's why it's a rule. That's what she tweeted. Shout out, Sarah Rebecca. Thanks for that. Yes, it is a rule. You can't just say, oh, well, they should have won this one. That would look really good, so let's just not call it. Can you imagine? Okay, all of you that are saying Colorado State deserved that game, I mean, they, they won the game, and then we lost on a penalty. Can you imagine if we knew about that penalty and it wasn't called, how mad we would be that our season was destroyed? We would not be sitting around saying, oh, you know, that was a, that was a good no call. Because it was a great call. That ref, and, and there's, this is a Turkey Tim, at Tim Wilson on Twitter says, so that ref gets free Angies for life, right? Yes, he does. That was a money call. It was not biased. The guy ran out of bounds on his own. And uh, I'm sorry, the Mountain West, you you tweeting out that it's a controversial call is completely incorrect. And they did go, if you follow their Twitter feed, they did go through and they said, oh, we're looking over it a bunch, a bunch of times. We realize, I guess, it's not that controversial. So, yes, it's not controversial. We won fair and square, game over, 1-0 this week. And it was an ugly win. But our defense held in there. And that's the same thing that happened against Wyoming. And that's what I love about this team is we do have an offensive juggernaut. We have our uh, coach Yost, who is just a magician. And we've got Darwin Thompson. We've got Gerald Bright, who can just run over everybody. And we've got Jordan Love. And he actually did not have a bad game. He did not have a terrible game. He came in clutch, especially right at the very end. I think the final pass was to uh, Aaron Vaughn's. Oh, I'm going to look that up right now because that's really going to bug me if that's if that's untrue. So I've just got to click out of I was watching, as I was preparing for this, I was watching The Office, uh, Dwight's speech. So it's got me all pumped up. And, you know, he gets his, gets his speeches from Mussolini. So that's hilarious. Um, but I've got to see... Yes, I believe it was... Yeah, I think it was Aaron Vaughn's. So... That play was incredibly clutch. I mean, when he he kind of just lobbed it up there, and I was terrified because anytime there's a lob, it's a pick, and it was freaking me out. And so it was really good to see them come down with the ball. Oh, it was just a, a huge relief. And um, that walk in, I I honestly wonder, you know, when he he caught the ball, he was wide open. He just walked into the end zone, no problem at all. I honestly wonder if it would have been wise to just 
taken I don't know take like a knee at that point where you're on like the one yard line the odds of you scoring are so high you can run out the clock I don't know I'm not a coach what do you think guys you tweet about it should they have just waited on that ball and tried to get a get a score and, and waste the rest of the clock obviously real easy to see no they shouldn't have done that because the guy was going to step out of bounds anyway who knows anyway we, uh, we know the Colorado State game is locked down. That was a win. Aggies are now, uh, they're, they're still leading the Mountain West, 10-0. I'm sorry, not 10-0, 10-1. Um, and uh, they're looking really good. You guys, every team has an on game. Every team has an off game. Luckily, we've been having mostly on games. We're, we're still, I mean, we're the number two scoring team in the entire nation, in the entire niche the niche crazy so yeah um i'm not i'm not worried about the aggies things are looking really good and now on to the next um so boise state we knew this from the very beginning they were going to be the beast at the end of the season they were honestly like everybody's favorite besides fresno state at the very beginning of the season but um they have a couple of losses and they are going to have three by the end of next week. So I'm going to the game, super pumped. It's gonna be really, really cold. If if you can make it to the game, if we can have that traveling Aggie group, that's gonna be amazing. Um, I just wanna give you a heads up on some players to watch out for. So Alexander Madison, uh, number 22, he's their running back. He's uh, he's their, their lead scorer on the team besides the quarterback, who I think has got about 23 touchdown passes. Um, Alexander Madison has 13 rushing touchdowns on the season. He gets big yards, big plays. I mean, think about uh, Gerald Bright, Darwin Thompson. That's the kind of running back they've got. Um, and uh, Brett Ripien, I think Ripien is how you, how you say his, his name. That's the quarterback. Number four, he, um, he's got 23 touchdowns on the season. He's honestly looking very close to like a, a Jordan Love type, but... Um, he doesn't have the all-star breakout performances. He's mostly just very consistent. Um, then, then two guys, deadly, deadly threats. Um, Sean Modster, number eight, and A.J. Richardson, number seven. So they're the receivers for Boise State. And they nearly have 1,000 yards of receiving each this season. Not one of our players is above 700, and both of them nearly have 1,000 yards. So that is big time. That's going to be hard to guard. And our secondary, after we had Deontay Fortenberry come out um, at the end of last game, oh, that was so sad. Um, we are now down Sha Shaq Bond um, and Deontay Fortenberry. We are looking a little thin in our DBs. And so the keys to winning this game is that we must perform on offense. They have a very good defense. We have a very good defense. We know that. We are getting a little thin in the secondary, though. So we need to score quickly like we've been doing. We need to try to keep, I mean, well, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of conflicted on this. We want to score quickly, but we also want to keep the ball in our hands as long as we can, kind of milk that clock, do the same thing Colorado State was doing to us because we know we can hold our own on defense. It's going to be nice to give them a break, especially because they're going to be rotating people in a lot. Um, and third down, we must convert on third down. Those are going to be so important. We can't have – we had so many plays against Colorado State 
or so many drives that lasted like 40 seconds. And they weren't the usual 40 seconds where we're scoring a touchdown in 40 seconds, but they're the 40 seconds that we're doing a three and out. And that is no good. That's really, really scary. We cannot have that. Um, and so we've got to really just nail that down. That's how we win. Now on to bowl projections. So if we win this game against Boise State, we are the number one in the Mountain West Conference, definitely, and we are hosting the Mountain West Championship. In Logan, can you imagine having the herd, having our, our home crowd that we do cheering on our team? That is going to be intense. That is going to be something to watch. Um, but I, I, I think if we lose this game, we do not make the Mountain West Championship because it's the Mountain Division against uh, that, that Coastal Division um, who is, you know, Fresno State is, is going to be that, that team. And so um, we, we really need to perform. We really need you to show up. Now, some bowl projections. I was talking with my wife yesterday, and um, I, I, I newly started, uh, nearly started crying um, because she told me on December 15th, we have to take pictures with a professional pr photographer. And I said, why do we need to take pictures? We're already married, so we already have our wedding photos. Why do we need any more photos? <laughs> um, because I, um, maybe like most men, maybe not, I hate taking pictures. And I was particularly depressed because we would have to take pictures on the 15th, and that is the date of the Las Vegas Bowl. Now, that is the bowl where most people have us going. Um, and, I mean, there would have to be some real disruption for us to make a New York Six. But Las Vegas sounds like a, like a really good deal. We have the Mountain West um, Bowl prediction going to Las Vegas. Bleacher Report, Las Vegas. USA Today, Las Vegas. Sports Illustrated, Las Vegas. So they all think we're going to the Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, but the difference is Mountain West thinks we're going to be playing Cal from the Pac-12, and I really don't like that. Um, Cal's record is six and four, and I feel like that's just getting shortchanged. If if we're going to if we're going to Las Vegas Bowl, if we're not going to the Fiesta Bowl against UCF or some other team that they think is is way better than they are, you know what? Okay, honestly, I got to give UCF the respect. I watched their game, and they are dangerous. They are a scary team. Um, but if we're playing a six and four team, or Bleacher Report has us playing Arizona State, that's five and six. Are you kidding me? A five and six team? How are they even bowl eligible? Don't you have to be six to be bowl eligible? I don't even get that. So USA Today and Bleacher Report have us playing Arizona State. I do not like that. If we're going to be going to the Las Vegas Bowl, we've got to be playing Utah. I want to play Utah so bad. And there, are, <laughs> we've got some some real dedicated Aggies on our social media. Um, I suggest everybody go out and follow Jaden Johnson at Jaden Johnson 00. He throws the shade at the Utes fans, at the BYU fans, and he just destroys them. So here's a, a Twitter thread. I'll read a little bit of it. Um, but this this guy is tweeting about how much he hated the call that the guy stepped out of bounds. And Jaden Johnson says, right, how dare they enforce the rules? And then this other guy, I, I don't really want to. I mean, you can go check it out if you want to. This guy says, it's a stupid rule. It's not a rule in every other sport. Which is the dumbest argument I've ever heard, first of all. And and Jaden kind of like attacks that. But you can say that about anything. I don't like 
that they called goaltending in basketball because it's not in any other sport. What kind of stupid... Who says that? That is so dumb. But Jaden says, right, that rule in soccer where they can't use their hands is, a, is stupid too because it's not a rule in every other sport. And it's just like a face palm. I mean, how can you not see how stupid that is? And then this guy just says, are you serious? Ha <laughs> ha. I don't know why my my uh, antagonist voice is always like a low, are you stupid? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's that's how this guy talks. Probably. Uh, but yeah, Jaden Johnson. Shout out to you, man. You're uh, you're defending the truth, and he he gets into it, man. I, I love he he goes off with the these uh, these Ute fans, and it's it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, football, you guys, one game at a time. This is real. I mean, this Boise game. If you're gonna watch any game, and this is the rivalry week where there are insanely good college teams playing each other this week. It's going to be a really fun week for college football, but you have got to watch this Aggie game because this is going to be legit. And you can see me in the stands, end zone, just screaming, and I'll be surrounded by orange and blue, and we're still going to win, and they're going to be super sad. Anyway, my I'll, I'll predict an over-under, even though Cole's not here. I'm going to say... I'm going to say the game is within seven points by the end. I think it's going to be a tight game within seven points. And if it is over seven points, I'm wearing the helmet for a whole week. When I get back, I'll wear the helmet around school. Um, and uh, no, I'm not going to do that. I was thinking I have a, a BYU hoodie from one of my brothers. I think I was going to say, I think I'll wear that, but I think that'd just be insulting to everyone. Um, now let's move on to basketball. Utah State's men's basketball has been dominating. And, of course, they've been, play, they've been playing Paul Mitchell's School of Beauty the first couple of games of the season. We start to get into the stretch now where they are pretty decent teams or things are actually going to really matter. Um, but the, uh, they just had a win against St. Mary. Um, and this, this, this basketball win is huge. So the score was 80-63. to 63. They're currently 5-0. and um, Yeah, I mean, they've been, been playing some junk teams, but we've got some stars on the team. Um, and, and the two that stand out to me in this last game were Sam Merrill and Nemes Keita. And somebody correct me if I'm, I'm mispronouncing that spelling. Um, but they both combined for 47 points in the last game. That was more than half of the team's points. They are playing extremely dominant. Brock Miller is actually doing a great job as well. You guys, this team is looking as cool as Joe Ingles' headband. Boom. Yeah, I really, I thought about that one for a long time. So their their next game will be against Arizona State. Um, yeah, they're fun to watch. Uh, the Spectrum Magic looks like it's back, you guys. And and the, the crowd was, I mean, the last game I went to was Utah Valley. And that was, it was amped in there. I mean, people were excited. We were screaming at their head coach. And I, I, that's what I love about the basketball games is the spectrum is built like a V instead of, I mean, most stadiums are built like a U or they're built just like super flat so you're not right on the court. But because the spectrum is built, built so steep, we're just right there. We can scream at the announcer, at the, <laughs> not the announcers. I was reading a tweet while I was saying that. We're, we can scream right at the coaches, right at the players. Tons of fun. It's a real hassle for everybody. That's really fun. Um, and uh, that is 
that's really all I've got for you. Um, there is uh, <laughs> there is um, one more tweet. Uh, Taste May got a got a shout out. Taste May. Um, he is a student here at Utah State, and he said, "I'm telling you, those announcers had a romantic relationship with Colorado State. Yes, they did. Uh, they were very excited whenever they did something good. But it was good to see the good guys win. And um, what a great game! Honestly, so much fun. And uh, we're going to see you on Saturday. So, my name is Jackson Meyer. Cole is out today." Um, oh, he just texted me. He's actually at a, a BYU women's lacrosse. So um, that's interesting. And he'd miss the show for that. But anyway, I'm here. I'm always here for you. Love you guys. Um, please subscribe so that you're going to get our, our podcasts every time we post them. And never forget, we love you. Go Aggies. Hold up. Hold up.